Hello and welcome to Lion City Rock, the only podcast um, hosted by Kevin and Chris Beth <laughs> and recorded from two secret locations. I hope it's the only one, unless there's some alternative one. I mean, you know, in, in the multiverse, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Technically, we have an infinite. Another two guys <laughs> with our names. If there was an infinite multiverse, right? And then this is the only universe in which this this podcast exists. That's a bit sad, lah. <laughs> so it's this like that moment in Infinity War where, where, where Doctor Strange just says, "What?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. After <laughs> after shifting through whatever, shifting through millions of yeah. Many, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, welcome back to another episode. Um, for those who are joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome to mm. Line City Rock. Where we talk about all things uh, Singapore pop in this podcast. Singapore, I think. If I'm gonna steal, <laughs> if I'm gonna steal from, if I'm gonna steal from, from the Singapore or Singapore, Singapore, S S G indie, S pop, S pop, S pop, S rock or S rock. So a lot of people don't like S rock because they say it sounds like A S S rock. I thought they would be like the. Isn't that a selling point? No. Yeah, then you need to put another word there: kick ass rock. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, well, thanks, thanks to everybody who has been uh, writing in and commenting mm. um, about the podcast. Thanks so much for all your little uh, contributions on on the on our platforms. Um, we are going under the fast colors moniker on like Facebook and Instagram, so yep. uh, you can find us there. And uh, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast. Mm. Okay, housekeeping done. Uh, let's get on with it. Let's go. What are we yeah, talking yeah. about today? Today we're talking about 1993. You know why? 1993. Yeah. Actually, actually not about the year 1993 so much as about a couple of uh, cool things that happened in the year 1993. Um, it's because uh, I, I, I was just doing a quick search like over the week and I realized that there were a lot of cool albums that came out in 1993 mm. right so this is actually a very big 2023 is actually a very big uh, anniversary year in terms of yeah. generally across the world right yeah. um, you know in 1963 uh, this little band from England released a couple of albums I think Please Please Me and mm. with the Beatles never heard of them yeah. never heard of them uh. <laughs> obscure uh, obscure I bet it. I send you the link. I send you the link. <laughs> obscure Liverpoolian man. Yeah. Ayo. Yeah la, Liverpool. What, what good comes out of Liverpool? I right? think good comes out of Liverpool. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 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 And then 1973, of course. Um, can you guess which which were the big albums of 1973? Yeah, the big album, the one that's on the other side of the moon, or the dark side of the. Yeah, the, the dark side of the <laughs> But there's no dark side. It's all dark. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and of course, uh, uh, you know, 10 years later, in 83, uh, we've had quite a few... Uh, yeah, 83. ...issues as yeah, well. Big Country, The Crossing, War, YouTube. you too. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit as well. Um, mm. And um, what's 93. 93. 93. We had, that, that I think disposable right. heroes of hypocrisy. I think it's 93 as well as Sugar. Uh, yep. Wu Tang right. Clan. 93. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 93 as well. I mean, in, if, if you guys 
were just coming into your musical consciousness in the 90s. Um, barring 1991, 93 will be the, the, the next biggest year in the entire decade. Because you had mm. York, you had uh, Modern Life is Rubbish by Blur. Right. You had, um, yeah, that's a good album. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you had, um, let's see, Tinder Sticks, Suede. Oasis two, was it in 93 as well? No, Oasis the was first the album. Day. I think 94. it was a year later. Yeah, I think. 94, so. is it? First album, 94. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had Depeche Mode's uh, Songs of Faith and Devotion. That was in 93. That was when they changed, sort of changed their direction from being mm. totally electro, electro pop to, mm. you know, more heavier, slightly heavier sound on guitars mm. and stuff like that. Uh, Pablo oh. Honey, 93, mm. by Radiohead. Mm. In with Dero, by Nirvana, 93 or so. Smashing Pumpkin, Siamese Dream, Afghan Wigs, Gentleman, Frank Black, the solo album, mm. um, Breeders, yeah. Blood Splash, Belly, uh, Star album, Magi Stars, uh, oh, Liz Fair's uh, Exile and Guyville. All of, yeah, la, I mean, you know. So I, many. I, yeah. And also, I mean, in, in terms of the, 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 the industry or so, la, the 90s, you know, I mean, all the way, you know, each decade, they were just, they were just selling more and more. Mm, yeah. Physical yeah. product, la. I mean, that's all we yeah. had back then. Yeah. So, like, the 90s yeah. was the real, real heyday of this. Yes, right, yeah. So, yeah. it was <laughs> like, just CDs, yeah. CDs everywhere, man, during the 90s. <laughs> you, must have had, you must have had, like, thousands, something like that. If, if that's the case. I still I have quite a lot of CDs, which I never listened to. Wow. Right, but, okay, okay. And that's already after like chucking so much stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. And there are a lot of them who are unplayable already. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. because they don't last. Yeah, so much for yeah. this being like yeah. the formidable format. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much for it. You know, that that was their punchline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll last forever. Yeah. It'll last forever, yeah. which is absolute nonsense. Yeah. But that that's how they were selling it, and that's why they were making so much money because they were saying, Oh, you need to replace your vinyls mm, and your yeah, cassettes because, with, because this is the one that's going to last oh, forever. Yeah. That's what they were selling. Yeah, yeah. And they were also selling it at a premium. And, and the best part about it, the best part about that premium, right? They gave none to the artists because the cost went up, right? right. So they were charging more. Yeah. But they still they, they still put oh, it to the vinyl. Yes, 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 yes. Correct, correct. So they cheated the artists as well. Yeah. So it's, to me, like, it's all these sins that they have committed. That's why you have the karma. <laughs> of the streaming. <laughs> yes. Of all the digital, the illegal downloads. That was karma for all that, you see. I really believe yeah. that. I really believe that. Mm. Right? Because they were cheating and they were doing all sorts of these underhanded things. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then everything was just taken from them. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> You know, 1993 was also uh, a big year for, 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 for two particular albums, I think. Mm, yeah. Two fantastic, marvelous, brilliant. Well, what other superlatives can I come up with? <laughs> Uber, Uber albums <laughs> to pop up. Significant. Significant. Memorable. Certif yeah. Memorable. Tre certified. Tremendous. Certified platinum, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, actually, not certified platinum, but, you know, <laughs> enough, enough. Certified enough. <laughs> Singapore Platinum is what? <laughs> Singapore Platinum. Uh, 1,000 is Platinum. <laughs> no, la, no, la. That, that would be just, that would be just gold. 
platinum is you sell out your entire town. Yeah, like. the gold that's in your nose, lah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> Uh, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, 1993 was was a, a significant year for the two of us. Right, right, yeah, definitely. Because uh, that was the year that both of us released our debut albums with our our bands, right? Mm, yeah. Um, what, what's what's your album called again? I, I can't remember. It's so long ago. I can't remember. It was called Tyranny. <laughs> Tyranny, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, democracy, lah. Yeah. Democracy, yeah. Democracy. By Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. <laughs> Watchmen. And uh yeah, and, and my band AWOL released our debut album, uh Midnight in June. Mm. But, so I've always always wondered that cover, right? That cover was uh your Midnight in June cover. Who who did that cover? Okay, yeah. So the cover was done by this person called Steve Hogan. Um, the late Steve Hogan. So it was uh it was a it was a painting or it was a it was a photograph of a painting. Oh, okay. If that can, if, if, if that makes any sense, yeah. So, so the the Midnight in June cover um, is actually a painting um, done by this person. Yeah, like I said, Steve Hogan. He was the hubby of Denise Tessenson, who at the time was very supportive of the local music scene. She would organize a lot of shows, like the I think the the biggest one, the biggest series she did was this thing called Acoustic Vibes. Yeah, and that certainly is very, very, very. This one is quite famous in Singapore. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. I mean, there's a whole street. The family name, lah. Yeah, the family name is quite famous. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, the yeah. So he he we knew that he was a he was an artist, uh, and he had written uh he had written this um this jingle for this ad. Gosh, I can't. I think it was it was a milk. It was a milk thing for kids, and it, and it's like grow tall, little one. Da 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 da. There's such a lot of growing to do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was it a Marigolds or something? I can't remember the brand, but it was it was that ad. Maybe, was it condensed mm. milk or powdered milk? One of those things, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that. It rings a bell. Yeah, so I think, I think if I'm not wrong, he had written that one. Right. And uh, so we, we got to know Denise because she had organized all these gigs and we were very friendly with her and, and, and Steve. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to their house one day and we told them that, you know, we were recording an album. Uh, we just need to get something to do, you know, something for the cover. And then we saw this painting that he had, um, which was quite interesting. And then we said, oh, that would be quite interesting. Could we use that for the cover? And then he said, I tell you what, why don't, we, why don't I just get something else that might suit your album better? And he said, what's it called? And we didn't have a, we, we didn't have a title as usual. So we never got things done until it was crunch time, lah. Mm. So you know, we didn't think of what we were gonna call it. We didn't think of what was there any any like through line in the whole album or not. To us, we were just recording all these tracks and hopefully something would pop out. <laughs> yeah, because we were quite stupid at that time. Um, and uh, yeah, so he he drew this. He he gave us this painting for us to use, and we were like, oh, that looks very very nice. It's midnight in June, so there's a there's a picture, a night scene. Mm. There's a there's a calendar <laughs> with the word June on it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, um, and this and this scene is also like set onto like some kind of uh, uh, a backdrop. There's this picture of like a like a, there's a lady's face popping out in the corner of the of the cover. Mm. Of course, us in our stupidity, we're like, hey, you know, it doesn't look very musicy enough. Maybe you should throw in some other things on top of that. <laughs> so we we threw in. I think it was a a, a capo, uh, a harmonica. <laughs> And uh, very literal, and, and, so, and so, yeah, 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 very, very and, and some other paraphernalia. Like, I can't remember what it was. Uh. 
I think there was a tie, like some some somebody had given given a tie to us, and it was it was a tie with cockroaches on it. Of course, you know, apparently this year cockroaches are back in again because we got a new species. Um, <laughs> but so that was it. So we took a picture of a painting, oh. and then that eventually became the cover. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I thought. I mean, I do remember it being uh, distinctive, uh, different, uh, you know, because. Something like a painting, I think that's that's unusual mm. for a Singapore kind of indie rock oh, album, right. la, You know, something like that because it kind of looks a bit more, uh, how do I say, it? more more sophisticated, la, upper class a little bit because it's that not so lo-fi, you know what I mean? Because normally you get right some some fairly lo-fi thing. Like let's say for example the the teenage hit. Basically, it's quite a low-fi kind of, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, we did not want to look like the Odd Fellows because Odd Fellows had already put out Teenage Head. I think they also put out the the Unity song Carnival, uh, Carnival like, I think. Like, which is like a, di- a digital-looking illustration. Like a collage. Kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 it was a thing. strange cover, so that one. Yeah. Not what yeah, you expect, I, expected from Odd Fellows, I mean, like, but it's this cover. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, it's still very striking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really because we were on the same label as the Odd Fellows, and I, I think it was a conscious decision that we did not want to have an own that looked like an Odd Fellows mm, album. Mm, yep. So uh, part of me was also uh, a little bit influenced by by the Dire Straits album covers of the eighties, mm. which was paintings mostly lah, until maybe Love Will Go. But the seventies part, like you know, your the first album. That's that's why I always found making movies very striking because I'm a fan of that yeah. that genre. Yeah. Yeah. The color fuel genre. So I remember when I first saw the album come, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's yeah, just right. basically one, two colors, and it's just red and right? it's very Barnett, <laughs> very Barnett Newman, basically. Yeah. I mean, but talk about covers, I mean, you know, I think I, your cover it was illustrated. Illustration. It was very, very comic book for one, mm. and we were quite blown away by that. Maybe, maybe we can share about how how that actually came about. Yeah, that was it was basically Eric Kula. So, uh, mm. so like I met Eric in like nine ninety thereabouts through Big O, mm. right? Because Big O wanted us to do a comic strip together. But right. had he done anything for Big O at this point? Yeah, like yeah, that? I think he'd done like Condom Boy and think Condom Boy and things like that. Yeah, so doing, so he really he yeah really he he'll, he'll, oh, he'll okay. do his little strips right so we we already uh kind of you know kind of struck a, a friendship mm. I, I shared a lot of my music with him and he became a real fan so you know so when this whole album idea came out I asked him now whether he would help me to because he's an artist right help me to design a cover yeah right and, and basically it was just based on his idea of the title his idea of the title oh, okay so the, the the title of democracy so his idea was uh, uh, this kind of uh, what they call food chain a food chain right right which is actually circular because. Also, 93 was the year Jurassic Park came out. So that's yeah. why you have a dinosaur there. Yeah, so with the, the, animal, the animals in that food chain are... I think there's a dinosaur. I think there's a hyena there's a dinosaur. there. I think there's a hyena there somewhere. Then there's a... There's, there, there, it kind of ends up with a mosquito and the mosquito is the one who bites. Anti-clockwise from, from right. Right, the right top corner is dinosaur that looks like a T-Rex. It's chasing a crocodile, oh, okay. which is chasing a hyena. <laughs> 
uh, some feral. Yeah, I think it's a hyena. I think that's why it's chasing, me. which is chasing a frog, frog, which is chasing a mosquito. Right. And then the mosquito is yeah, it's, going after, it's the, going after the T-Rex again. Nah. And then uh, <laughs> okay. in the smack in the middle, there's like Watchmen, but it's like in stone, yeah. stone castle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> what, what Was that a thing? I mean, like, was that something that you guys like... No, like, I mean, the whole thing is just something that he came up with. I had no input in Oh, that. okay, okay. Right. He just basically told me this is the idea, and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> I mean that that's, that's also another very distinctive cover uh, yeah. for that period. And I think a lot of, a lot of people don't not really that familiar with the fact that Eric is an, an artist. Uh, and he's done like he's done a graphic novel, Unfortunate Lives. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, which was yeah. I think released in the nineties. Mm. Yeah. And he and he basically uh you know, when he's he's like working on a movie, he'll always do his storyboards. Lah. Right, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, so that was like you know, kind of our first so-called music collaboration, <laughs> okay. uh, which which would also kind of lead on to other things when I, you know, make music for his movies. Uh, so that was. If if I'm if I remember correctly, you had mentioned you had you had already put out um, quite a few. Like mm. other releases, like EPs and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah, I mean the whole, the whole like the road to democracy, uh, so to speak. By the eighty nine already, I had more or less kind of mentally given up on on mm-hmm. ever ever doing music, right? So like eighties, right. right. you know, you know, I've been recording demos with you know a couple of friends who are basically who are in Watchmen now. Uh, yeah, so like Watchmen, Watchmen had been around since the eighties. Eighties, uh, yeah. In that sense, right? That that yeah. whole unit, right? Yeah. Okay. The whole unit, and yeah, it was basically three of us, uh, because actually there were four, but then the drama dropped out. Right. Uh, okay. Can I not see them again since the eighties? Mm. And then these two guys, like, were brothers. And then, um, yeah, lah. So you know, sporadically, because two of them, the, these two guys were actually studying in, in, in overseas in North America. Canada, right. and US. Okay, okay. So they were never right. around, right? Only around, only come back during holiday time, and then during the holiday time, we'll get together and we'll record stuff lah, in their home studio right, right. on on the okay. the Tiak Potter studio. So that's where the mate- the material or the recordings for the the demos came from. Lah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's where it came up basically. So then you know the the story goes that we we went to see this producer guy, this Indian guy. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he basically told us you are too old, and we were like twenty eight at the time, <laughs> because that's like you not know, the retirement age. Really. Twenty eight, you know, <laughs> like that's like my my younger son's age now. And I'm like too old. Twenty eight was too old. Okay, and then so you know, so it was very uh, deflating, lah. So you know, disillusioning. Then you know, I, then I came across uh, pets. You know the Odd Fellows, uh, pop life thing the, the that Chris saw it done, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the article yeah. So the whole point of that article, right, was that they had just done it themselves, right? They just yep. released yep. themselves. Don't have yep. to care about anybody else. So that was very, yeah. very empowering, right? Straight we read that, like, eh, fuck care about these labels or producers or whatnot. So you just, yeah. just so we have the we have the stuff. Yeah. So then you also talk about Big O, which I actually mm-hmm. never really, really. Took much notice of Big O until that point. 
1989. Uh, right. And you know, like, wow, multiple light bulbs went over my head, like, basically. Right? Okay. And then suddenly it's like, wow, you know, it's a, it's, this is something I can do. So then I, I sent the stuff to, to Big O, mm. right? And then okay. I think that was like maybe late, late 89. Yeah, then in 1990, I got a call from, I don't know whether I called, got a call from the Big O guys or whether it was directly from Shu Hung. Okay. So Shu Hung was the guy who interviewed me. Yeah, so he came basically to interview me because he, he said, oh, I heard your demo cassette, I really like it. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. like that, you know. I think they have like a rough cut thing or something like that. The one page yes, thing. Yes, I remember correctly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's uh, what it was, nah. So right. I remember, like you know, back then I was staying in uh, Marine Parade. Then uh, there's this uh, there's this photographer would take photographs of me, uh, and it was, and then when she arrived, she was in a school uniform, <laughs> Kelly Ching. Oh, right. Sorry, you can't you can't you can't you can't say Kelly Ching. What winning designer? Yeah, what winning designer Kelly Ching? What winning designer Kelly Ching? Entrepreneur Kelly Ching came to take photographs to me in her pinafore. I just had big memories of this girl in the school uniform. Like, what they're sending me a school kid to take photographs. So yeah, so those first photographs were taken by her. Oh right, okay. Then Shuhong wrote it up. Shuhong wrote it up, and that's the first thing on. Old. Then mm. I started to seriously do the demo cassettes. La. So I basically okay. for the whatever demos we had, I split it into two cassettes. So one was called Who Watches the Watchmen? Right. Of I course. can't remember which yeah. specific, specific tracks were on there. But they all right. were taken from all the demo sessions we had done in the 80s. La. So things like Watcher right. Room, My One and Only, I think they were all in there. Um, so how, whoa. Demos, yeah. Wait, wait. So how, many, how many songs had you, had you guys put out I mean, like, put together already by the time. Quite a lot. 20, quite a 20, lot, 20 right? over, 20 see. over. Wow, okay, okay. 20 over, right, 20 okay. over tracks. Definitely, I mean, it's over the 80s to 20 over tracks. Right. Uh, all, all done on a four track. On that, on that recorder, yeah. yeah. And then, then the second demo cassette was called Industry and Commerce, I think, yeah. Mm, mm, okay. Right. And okay. then after that, I think 92... I recorded with cousin-in-law of mine. Right. That he was a, just a kid at that time. So he also had a recording machine and he was doing music and stuff. So that right. that, that that one was called This Savage Garden. Uh, right. And all those songs, right, uh, I've never re-recorded. That whole album, apart mm-hmm. from apart from Gum. Oh, okay. okay. I've never right. re-recorded any of those tracks. Which is amazing when you think about it. An entire album and I never re-recorded them for anything <laughs> after that, you know? <laughs> Right, because you know, like I, I write a lot of stuff, so yeah, yeah. So it was just gum, which you know, I just wanted, which was put as a hidden track. Three. This was, mm. this was yeah, the one after yeah. So New School Rock Three came out. I remember looking at that and seeing your name down there and going, Oh wait, I think this guy I, I mean I kinda like, you know, recognized mm. oh, Kevin Matthews. Okay. Mm. I think he did something previously mm. and yeah. And then later in the year then uh the Marcus New School Rock Three was like right at the beginning, right? So uh yes, yes. ninety three if I yeah, remember yeah, yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that had a little bit of a hang up about is because I was like working, right? 
So mm. I didn't want to use my name. The thing is that once I started, like finished with the demos, to me it was right. a it was a personal, it was a solo project. Right. Okay. But okay. I just used the name, continued using the name Watchmen, right? Right. Because I didn't want to use my name. That, that was basically the only reason why. Right. So, but to all intents and purposes, because, you know, the other two guys were not around, mm -hmm. it was to all intents and purposes a solo thing. La, because I was doing everything right. myself, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, by the time, of course, you know, I'm writing for Big O and sending stuff to Big O and they were putting out the New School Rocks and then I think mm. they, they approached me they asked me would you want to be on New School Rock 3 so that's how it came about and so, then I had to select two songs and those two songs were right. from the demos uh, so are they the demo versions or did you no no re-recorded them re-recorded them right right yeah okay. so basically Pat, so, la, Pat was the basically the producer Right. right. So he was at the Savoir Fair. Savoir Fair. Then he, yeah. then he yeah. played drums. He played drums. And I played bass, keyboards, and uh, this friend of mine, church friend, uh, he, he, mm. played, he, he played guitar. Yeah. Uh, he played, I oh, mean, he okay. played basically lead, the lead guitar parts. I played acoustic guitar oh. as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then that's what, what we did. Like, I think it's one afternoon uh, and we just did Orchard Road and Mm. It's funny because the original title of Orchard Road is on Orchard Road, okay. right? But when they when they printed the CD sleeve, <laughs> it became Orchard Road. <laughs> it is probably a better title than on Orchard Road. Yeah, I would say so. I think the editorial decision was, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> was a plus. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, sometimes uh, you can be quite uh neighbor gaze gazing la, about this tunnel vision oh. kind of thing. Oh right. right, like, right, right yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah. now it's because the in the song, it says on Orchard Road, right? On Orchard Road, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I had this idea. Yeah, the word on has to be there. On had to be there. Okay. Actually, yeah. <laughs> oh when, you think, when you think about it, <laughs> does it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes, but that's something that happens when you're too close to. Crowded buses jammed away. It's just an ordinary day on Orchard Road. Because Orchard Road was probably one of the more popular songs <laughs> on on you screw up three. Yeah, yeah. The big old they kinda pushed it with the shows and all that. I mean the, the, the radio. I think was, yeah, I remember hearing it on radio. Um, yeah, so they started playing it on radio. Yeah. yeah, they started playing on radio. Quite a bit, yeah. So I remember hearing it in one of the malls on radio. I was like, wow, okay. That was cool. It's in like pipe in music, uh, daily, yeah. Right? yeah, pipe in music. <laughs> was it on Orchard yeah. Road? Um, was it Orchard Road? Did on Orchard Road, yeah. <laughs> on Orchard Road. It was on Orchard Road. <laughs> and then also, I, around that time, you know, because Eric, I think, I can't remember whether it was an idea or what, then Eric, you know, helped me to do the video for Orchard Road. Mm. Right? Which was quite fun because we just did it in, a, in an afternoon again. Right. And he had this, it is all his idea. Lah. So he's like thinking, oh, like, you know, we have this group of, the band is like grew up people in masks. Right, right, right. right. Then you know right. who's in it? It's like uh Calvin Tan is in it. Hot fellow Calvin Tan. Wearing a mask. Right. Uh, I think he's wearing the creature from the Black Lagoon mask. So if you go look at the video, <laughs> okay. I mean okay, he's the one okay. playing guitar, like you can see. La. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah. So yeah, so that was and most of the footage is just Eric shooting himself. On his cam. On, on his, his cam. cam. On yeah. his handy cam. So the first thing image you see is him, him in his chucks. 
They see his right. shoes, the chucks here, are going down the escalator. Right. To me, like, very iconic that one. <laughs> right, and all this before Pop Man and everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was so, going to say it, right? Yeah. I think he, I don't really started his short film yet. Yeah, no, definitely he, he had been doing short films by then because that's where I got a lot of inspiration from as well. Mm. Um, for for the AWOL album. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. sorry, Eric, but I cribbed a, a few of your visual ideas. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, either initial, initial, uh, initial uh, song ideas or mm. even lyrical ideas uh, <laughs> for, uh, for some of the songs on, 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 the, on the album, yeah. Yeah, so when you think about it, right, it's exciting, creative mm. time. You know, you can imagine that because, as I said, right, I mean, there's a bit of a story arc, right? Because it starts in kind of 89 when you are basically told you're too old and all that sort of thing. Mm, mm. And then basically thinking that, well, that's the end of me doing music. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be doing music. That's it. Over, yeah, over right. Now, right? Yeah. But, you know, instead, the opposite happened, right? I, I want to, actually I want to find out right because you have written all these I mean you have put out what or three demos if you I yeah mean, three it's three. a rich garden is like a demo yeah, right? yeah 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 so and all these had all all of them had different songs yeah right so there's three demos those are different songs um, New Score comes out there's two of them in there I if I'm not wrong High Cost of Living comes out separately right as a as a thing on and uh, if I remember I had the, I had the CD somewhere. Uh, oh yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's, that's right. That, that so that came out. That came out uh, just after. After was it ninety four or was it ninety three? I can't remember. I, uh, before, I, I remember it's thinking, before. It's before. Definitely before. Democracy. Democ- so democracy itself. I mean, there are about thirteen. 14, I mean, fourteen track on democracy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are all these all just? simply cult from those demos or are there new songs and stuff like that because I, High Cost of Living is never Orchard Road is not in Democracy right Orchard Road was, no 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 no. yeah it was left <laughs> off Democracy so, yeah, no, so no I no, no plan to record any of those two songs because like I think I got so many songs so okay so in terms of I mean I'm asking because Orchard Road was a thing right I mean it was it was. I mean there was a, there was a buzz about Orchard Road already so why why wasn't it in the in the the, the album. I guess it's because it's a very kind of Beatles mindset back then or Beatles and all the jam kind of mindset. That that uh-huh. was a, like a single that was already released. And I'm not gonna put it <laughs> oh, on the album. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? It's like why it's why strawberry fields forever and Penny Lane are not on Sgt. Pepper's. <laughs> yeah, or they even though they are same yeah, yeah. even though they are same sessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are not can you imagine Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane being on Sgt. Pepper. <laughs> but you know, back then it's like, oh no, no, they're singles, so they're they're you know. Anyway, we got we got, we got other songs. <laughs> right, right, right. You don't right. need to put. You know, in those days, like ah, uh, they're so creative in those days. <laughs> yeah, but fourteen songs. Eh, that's a lot for an album back then. You know, because if I remember correctly, like like I mean, Teenage Hit did not have fourteen songs. Neither did Carnival. I don't think. I think maybe it was like ten songs. Like I, 
but I don't think there were that many. I remember because I remember thinking, wow, this guy has put out so many tracks on this one <laughs> album. The rest of them, I mean, Art Fazil's one has like what fifteen or oh, not fifteen, but twelve, thirteen or something. I mean, you know, yeah. not, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that many, <laughs> la, If I remember correctly. Okay, yeah. so the benchmark for for democracy. Um, okay, so there's a significant thing that happened in a, before democracy. Uh, was there because you know my friendship with Eric and Eric hmm. was a huge fan of the Beach Boys right okay and to me right the Beach Boys like well, Beach Boys it's like Alamat this is oldies band you know really I mean most, oldies of, band. most yeah, of us by were, that time they were by that yeah, time they were you yeah. know but you know I never really listened to Pet Sounds and all that sort of thing right okay right? he was going on about wow you know they're so great Brian Wilson's a genius and I'm like huh Really, mm. then he 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 lent me his, his whole CD collection. Right, which was just okay. a lot of a lot of albums, twenty over, right, 20, thirty over. So that's why I started listening. Like, I just diligently listened to all those from the beginning to the end, right? And basically, yeah. fell in love, fell in love with the Beach Boys, huh? and then right. suddenly, suddenly, Pet Sounds like, oh, this is the best album ever. So Pet Sounds had thirteen songs. So Democracy needed thirteen songs too. Right. So yeah. it's a mixture of both, lah. I mean, the 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 original idea was that apart from my one and only, everything else and and uh and high cost, lah, maybe everything else would be right new. Okay. That okay. was the idea. That's why I wanted it. Right. You know, I had I had new songs, so. But what happened was that because initially the idea was that I would record uh, with Pat, right? Pat would actually help me because basically it was just me. Right, right yeah, yeah. Basically the idea was that Pat would help me kind of co-produce the thing right? and he would play right. drums or whatever. Right? So that was the, the original idea that we were going to do. And then out of the blue, uh, this this friend of mine, the Watchman guy, he suddenly phoned me. Say, hey, I'm, I'm in Singapore for a holiday. Just about the time we are booking studio time right okay so then okay. I asked him you know whether he wants to work with me on the album ah right right so then the the the, the concept changed a little bit right so be, I mean in terms of I wanted him to include more of his, some of his songs as well ah okay so there's okay. actually one song that he's written by him totally the one the very long title so that was written by him. Well, I have I, I just helped him yeah. some, with some yeah. parts. I think I helped him the bridge or whatever. And then there were a few co-written with him, and some of them were from the demos. Ah, okay. Like like, like bus funk. So, uh, bus funk would be from the demo. Okay. Uh, and and some others, right? Okay. So so okay. it became a bit more of a mixed bag. And also there is mm-hmm. one kind of unreleased track, uh, which which I which I allowed him to use kind of studio time uh, to <laughs> not, not to be on the album. Just oh, for okay, okay, okay. He played he play right, everything. Right. He played everything. Because, right, right. you know, he's an amazing musician. So he, right. he he's a, he's a kind of a jazzy pop song. Which he wanted to write for someone he liked in the US or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. that was a story. So, so that was like his so-called consideration for <laughs> for doing the album with me right so in in a very yeah. real sense even though uh, when we did all the promo marketing it was uh promoted and he was like as a co-member right that was how he was promoted yeah. he was part of watching yeah. technically i would say he was a session musician right right yeah because the the recording contract was signed in my name ah okay, okay. you know so that's why i say so i mean if, 
a lot of it is my fault lah. In the sense that I allowed this to be, or I even pushed it out that way. Because you know me, I just felt that that oh, I want to kind of make him feel good about doing this thing. Ah, uh, okay, okay, you know? right, right. So right. I think I compromised on a lot of things. Right, probably should not have lah. Because I'm just thinking mm. later on there's this dispute and all that sort of thing, right? Right. So right. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's probably like I said lah, partly my fault lah, because I was a bit of a pussy lah in that sense lah. But even though mm. right legally and everything, it's actually me. It's just me. The, the, right, right, right. The contract is in my name. So like, it's like they always say about Will Cole, right? You know, Will mm, Cole. Mm, the record yeah, yeah, contract yeah. is in Jeff Tweedy's name, you know? Yeah, great. Not the band's name. Yeah, yeah, not the band. So technically, yeah, right, you can argue that they are all session musicians, you know? He is like, Will yeah, Cole. Yeah. He is Will Cole. Yeah, yeah, so when I read about that, I said, it is the same situation, you know, as, as what I was going through. So so that that's the thing, lah. So like, it all came from this idea, oh, I don't want to push myself as a solo artist and all this sort of stupid thing, lah. Yeah, so that's just kind of <laughs> background for all those things because <laughs> the moment the he was his holidays was up, he was gone already. He disappeared already. So when the album was released and all the promo and everything was there, it was just me. Right? So someone did say to me, "Why not? Why don't you use your own name on this album? Yeah, all right. Why not? Why not be a Kevin Matthews album rather than yeah, But like I said at the time, I was like so, and, and for some time, like, as you can tell, I didn't want to use my own name. <laughs> yeah. See, for whatever reason, yeah. Oh, okay, I wanted okay. to push it out as a group thing. So that's a that's a very quirky thing about the nineties, lah. Mm. Right, <laughs> very quirky thing about that. In that, I had all these stupid names, right, which I kept pushing out. <laughs> right, when actually yeah, yeah, they yeah. were, this actually all is basically a solo thing. You know, it's a right. solo project. Right, right. Mm. in that sense, I got all my songs more or less. I did everything. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's the unusual thing. Which I, you know, it's part of my state of mind where I was, like there's a full moon in my heart and my soul. How it's for you. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, for like midnight in June itself, that was uh, a result of an accident. I mean, one of the reasons why I asked you about that that the song, the song number of songs and stuff. Uh. Like, yeah. Because again, like for us, our main blueprint at the time was Odd Fellows, you know, mm. and Teenage Head had 10 songs. One of them was a song, of Car- song for Caroline, which is actually the taken just just taken from Mal. And it was on New School Rock 1? It was on, no, no, there's a different version. New School Rock 1, they re-recorded it. So this, this no, one I mean the on, song, like the song itself. Uh, the song, yeah, the song was already out on New School Rock 1 already. So we were using that as a template. Then when Unity, uh, the, the one at Unity Carnival came out, also about 10 songs, if I remember, remember correctly. So we were like, okay, la. we weren't as prolific songwriters at that point in time. The only reason why we only wrote the songs was because of New School Rock 2, uh, the competition where you had to write original songs. Somebody had asked us, I mean, I think, I think we mentioned this before too, but somebody had asked my band to contribute to this uh, compilation called Gang Bang. And uh, I had written a song which was borrowed from uh, Eric Koo's uh, <laughs> film called the, August, which was... The like, dog. Uh, so the dog. Yeah, the so, dog. So, yeah, so the whole song is actually a thing about point of view of, of a dog. Like yeah, Eric, and his, like, Eric and his poems. <laughs> yeah, so the, I mean, that, that's just the, the, rough, the rough thing was like, you know, it's about this dog. But also about a guy, about a girl, whatever lah. That kind of usual soppy love songs. But tried to disguise it as a Chris Isaac song. And then we recorded that. And the thing is, somebody who heard that song had submitted it to Big O without telling us. We didn't know that, oh. that our song was submitted to Big O for a new school rock. So when Big O sent a letter or call, I think they sent a letter saying, Oh, but congrats, you know. 
Your song has mm. been picked for the competition. An actual, like, oh, competition. Letter. Yeah, yeah, tight and everything. I did with a signature on it. Wow. Very... A letter hit, like, letter hit, everything. Yeah, got letter hit the more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And I yeah. was like, I was like shocked. I was like, I think these guys got the wrong person because we didn't do anything <laughs> like that. And That's not us. <laughs> yeah, correct. And later, it was a few weeks later, a couple of weeks later that uh, we found out lah. There was this guy called Adrian who was uh, singing with this band called Mortal Flower. Ah yes. And he had heard the recording because he and this other person, Clement. Uh, they were, and I think Redmond, if I'm not wrong, Redmond Law. And uh, they were all like helming this gangbang project, getting people to record and contribute to the thing. So ah. I think he had, he had heard it and he, he just submitted it in to Big O. So we said, okay, well, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, so we are in this competition. Great, let's just go and pick a few songs that we like to play mm-hmm. and go in for the competition. And then we found out that we have to play original music. So we're like, mm. okay. We only have that, that one song, Better Right, another one. So mm. between me and me and the singer, uh, Lenny, we just sat down and, and you know, the, the so-called eyeball-to-eyeball writing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I had the idea of, let's, let's do a song about, you know, again, a soppy love song about missing somebody. Mm. Because we had a friend um, who, who had left and gone to, gone to live in Ireland. And, mm. and she, she was, you know, the dad worked in SQ or at the airport in 1964 when the Beatles came oh. and he actually got like the Please Please Me album signing. Wow. <laughs> like, you know that kind of thing. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he, you know that kind of thing, right? And then like he had like the Doors a Soft Parade album in the original the Gateful version and stuff like that. So we were like, wow, you know. Yeah, so I said, Let, let's do this. I'm, I'm going to write a song about that. I mean, I'm going to write a song about like, you know, Missing a friend who's gone away, kind of thing. So we wrote the whole thing, blah blah. blah. Then we submitted these two songs uh, to Big O for the competition. Mm, mm, one which is Claude's Dog, which is the again that that one on Gangbang, uh, and uh, this version, this other new song which we called Postcards. We submitted that and then through the competition, those are the two songs that actually, you know, made it and got through, got us through the whole the whole competition and ended up on uh, New School Rock 2, where we recorded at uh, Seba Fela with, with Pat as the producer. Yes, so yes. He was very instrumental in telling us what to do. Uh, in the studio because we've never been into that kind of studio before I mean yep, the, yep, yep. the the gangbang one was just a live recording yep. in some you know some jamming studio just again like put the mic the, mm, the cassette mm, player mm, there kind of thing mm, and just record mm, right yep. yeah so he was telling us oh like, you, you can do this you can you know if you want to so you can overlay stuff uh, or overdub stuff and you know? we were like mm, wow mm, mm, what is mm, that mm. right mm. Um, yeah, so that's what we did. We we did that. We we did like overdub vocals and stuff. So it was very very new and very very exciting for us. I mean, I think we did that also in a, in a day. Those two songs we just yeah, pushed it in a day. Yep. And uh, <laughs> our tune guitars and everything. You know, nobody had a tuner. <laughs> so, yeah. so so we put that out and then yeah and then you know Big O pushed that out. It became it became quite popular on Big O. I must say because yeah, uh, one of the polls or something they were like. You know, here are the top 10 songs of the year on Big O and, and these two songs were on it. So we were quite happy. And then BMG comes along and uh, I think through the recommendation of either Pat or, or Joe Ng, they said, you know, we're going to send you guys up for a contract and in our, you know, giddy state of mind, we're like, yeah, 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 yeah just, just sign everything to them. Mm. So we did. 
And that's where we're going to leave it for now. The conversation uh, ran over long yet again, as usual, when it comes to things like this with us. So um, we're going to end on part one right here. So, but don't forget to tune in to part two that will be coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks or so. Okay, and um, yeah, if you like this episode and you want to know more about Land City Rock, um, you know, we can be found everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh. If you want to talk to us and give us a comment or drop us a message, you can find us at the Fast Colors Facebook and Instagram page. Fast Colors is F-A-S-T-C-O-L-O-R-S. And, uh, you know, give us a rating whenever you can because it really helps us, uh, you know, get this podcast to more years and... Um, if you really, really want to help us in a material sense, um, why don't you drop us a little something in the donation uh, link that you can find at the bottom of the show notes. Um, yeah, you can donate any amount you want. Just buy us a copy, a copy ko kosong or a copy si kosong as you can. But uh, until the next time then, uh, just keep the land city rocking and we'll see you around. Bye.